Hey, Matt. Hey, Peter. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, this won't work. Yeah, I'm riding solo this week, because Matt is off for Thanksgiving, but I didn't think we should break our streak. We're heading towards the 100 episodes and definitely want to keep going here week after week, so I thought I'd record a little short update just myself. So it's a little weird doing a podcast on your own, but I think we'll get through it. And I took a few notes this week that I that I wanted to share, so I guess you're just getting them now. Um, if you think it's too boring to only listen to me and you miss Matt and his metaphors that someone pointed out on the MicroConf on Air podcast, I think they're referring to Matt, I hope. Um, I don't have many clever metaphors. Um, you'll have to wait until next week when he's back. Um, yeah, but I'll give my update because I run this podcast and I have the login to our hosting provider so I get to put out episodes if I want to and uh, Matt I hope you have a a happy Thanksgiving and uh, some good family time if you are listening to this yeah something really cool happened um last week which is uh which is a first but also funny timing giving like all the stuff that I've been sharing here in the past few weeks but basically, uh, two people signed up for Branch on the same day. And, um, you know, it was much needed, but it's just, uh, why does it have to be this way? Like, you you don't get any new customers for a month or something like that, and you get two in one day. And um, as I said last time, like, I know I'm not my MRR, but, man, when I get two new customers, which is a, a first for Branch <laughs> in one day, I am my MRR. I don't know. I'm up and to the right <laughs> my mood um yeah so that felt really good i um especially one of them one of them was a product business and that's not our ideal customer profile so we don't worry too much about those like if they end up churning or something like that it's not something we do too much like retrospective um stuff about or thinking about because that's not really our target uh, customer right now but the other one was right in our target customer uh, segment it's an agency in the uk and the cool thing was that they so first of all in the beginning i was a little skeptical with them because it started out almost as a enterprise uh, sales deal because first of all they wanted a demo which is great uh, it's also a learning opportunity for me so i'm happy to do it and then after that, the guy that I worked with had to basically propose Branch to their management team before he could get the sign-off. And the, the thing that they were doing here is they're basically migrating a large amount of sites from one host to another. And Branch, or a similar tool as Branch, was going to play a vital role in making that whole shift possible. So it ended up becoming a strategic decision for them that management had to get involved on. Um, and then, you know, that's funny because then they started asking questions like, 
you know, Branch is a new company. Like, can we trust you to be around? All these funny things that you normally get in more of like an enterprise sales context. Um, but apparently they, they were satisfied with <laughs> what I was able to provide and they ended up signing up. But the interesting thing was they are not necessarily super savvy when it comes to this. So a lot of our, the people that end up actually becoming branch customers are the ones that just basically understands the way the tool works pretty quickly and just start using it with these people. They had a big support need and they, there's a lot of things. There were a lot of things in the product that they didn't understand, but I think that's when a lot of customers normally drop off and we kind of lose them and they just go somewhere else or they just decide, okay, this like they, maybe they have a, a preconception that this is going to be really hard and difficult to figure out. And then that's basically being confirmed and they're like, okay, fine. It's like you decide to go to the fitness center and then it's like the, the bus is late. So it's got to be much more difficult to get there. And then you're like, okay, fine. Like I wasn't meant to go there, whatever. Like I'll just postpone this. I think that's what happens, but because they already got kind of like the sign off from the management and they've kind of promoted this, um, this tool, they can't just be like, okay, we tried it, but we couldn't figure it out. Like, that's not a very good, uh, like that's not going to sound very good when you talk to your manager. Um, so they're pretty committed. And um, which basically gave me an opportunity to help them fix stuff and fix stuff on our end and, you know, work with them to understand like some of how this stuff works. And it was a really good learning opportunity. Um, I was doing live chat support like for almost an hour one day and we ended up jumping on a call for another hour and with several of the developers on their team and yeah, I got to ask a lot of questions. They got to ask a lot of questions. And I ended up writing this basically like a post-mortem after all this um, with just some information about them and then basically writing down all the stuff they didn't understand. And it gave me some really solid ideas for like stuff we can do in the future to make this a better experience. So it, it really is something I've been missing lately, like having someone who signs up, who is super dedicated to like actually get it to work. So you have a chance or an opportunity to take their feedback and improve on the product and the documentation and go back to them and be like, okay, how does it look now? And kind of like iterate on that instead of people just flaking because they're intimidated or they don't care enough or something like that. So it was really great. And it, it just felt good to work in that way um today we shipped the ability to duplicate sites in branch uh, which was something they needed because they're <laughs> migrating 50 sites onto the platform and it's it's an interesting challenge but they have 50 sites and all of them have a lot of dependencies that are in other git repositories so every site in branch has its own unique ssh key so the challenge they had was that they would have to go for 50 sites, they would have to go grab the SSH key and add it to like 20 Git repositories, something like that. So that's like a hundred times you would have to do this. Oh, sorry, a thousand times you would have to do this, which is quite insane. So we built a feature to basically duplicate the settings of a site. And 
and reuse the SSH key. Um, and that was something, you know, we, we iterated quickly, we took their feedback, we, we found a solution, shipped it in like a few days, and it just, yeah, I've just really been missing that. Um, yeah, so that was like a great thing that happened. Uh, last week, I did a lot of interviews, like 12, I think, with agencies uh, about their workflows. And man, I was one roller coaster. I know I already started on this on our last episode, and I was somehow optimistic. Um, but at the same time, like the thing that just became clear to me is like, there's no... Like, I. I could do a million of these interviews and I wouldn't find like one unison answer to like, or that like thing that would fix um, WordPress for these people. Cause they all use it in so different ways. Um, so out of the people I talked to, I talked to, yeah, those 12 people also like been talking to some customers and every time someone landed in the support, chat or something like I didn't waste the opportunity I just started asking them random questions after fixing their issues um I think like my my impression is that about 80% of the people I talk to aren't super thrilled about their workflow and the 20% are really happy with the workflow that they've finally like come up with and basically like those 20 people are my inspiration like some of them I even said like the stuff you're doing right now is like my long-term vision for what we're going to be able to offer everyone when they're using branch. Um, so definitely learned a lot of stuff. Like the, the thing that learned that I learned most of is just kind of like prioritizing different problems that people have. Um, one thing like that I, I, I knew people would like was the ability to provision projects. So provisioning is something I've been excited about with Branch. And for some people, it is exciting. But for a lot of other people, like, I, instead of just, like, trying to understand if they liked the idea of provisioning, I started asking, like, how often do you set up new projects? And some, like, a lot of them, it's, like, not very often. So, like, um, one person was, like, maybe five times a year. And this person liked the idea of provisioning but he's only doing it five times a year. So it's not a super valuable um, problem to solve for him. And it's just something that's easy to miss in these conversations. Like how often do you actually do the thing that's annoying? And like that, that kind of like helps you understand if they're willing to pay for it or not. The, another thing that I, I kind of learned is um, people like the kind of like the whole mantra I had when we switched our positioning towards deployment was everyone deploys. Um, and the, I guess the thing I missed in that is that basically that also means that everyone already has a solution. It might be a manual, somehow manual solution, but everyone has a solution and not everyone is looking for a solution or a new solution. So even though everyone is deploying, that doesn't mean that it's a big enough problem that people actually go out and find a solution. Um, yeah, the the number one big problem was database migration. And I knew that like, that's just a huge pain for a lot of WordPress developers when they need to, they develop something locally and a lot of stuff in WordPress ends up in the database instead of in the code. Um, even if you try hard to like make everything a code change, you still end up with a lot of configuration or content in the database that you also need to de 
that you also need to deploy. And it's a really hard problem to solve. So I'm really, I'm really hesitant and I always have been, but I think there are ways we can help with this workflow when we launch our hosts integration uh, work platform, basically that I described here uh, many times now, but I'm still not sure about it. And everyone has this problem, but in slight different ways. So it's just a nasty thing to deal with basically. Um, I think overall a takeaway I had is I kind of like something Matt said yesterday or last week um, about his mental model for I think both branch and summit basically is like a threshold problem. Like there's a certain threshold of base features that you kind of need to um, reach before the tool is valuable enough. Like each individual feature might not be valuable enough for people to switch or even pay um, for a tool. But when you have enough um, small little annoying things that you pull together and bundle together, it starts becoming worth the effort to migrate your whole like agency development workflow process over to branch. Um, so that's something I like to think about that, but it's also easy to fool yourself into thinking you just need to build more. So I'm trying not to do that, uh, but being more clever about it. Yeah. Um, Another thing, like, that's become really obvious with the interviews, talking to customers, is that even though we have a lot of onboarding and we've done a lot, like, we've done a lot already to make continuous integration more approachable for WordPress developers, it's branch is still a really complicated tools, tool. And, like, it solves a difficult problem and it's hard, like that's obviously a challenge to like take something that's really complicated and make it simple, <laughs> but it's also our job. So, you know, it's, you can't really collect this feedback yourself by just clicking around the tool because you've been using it for two years, but getting a chance to like see people use the product or just like struggling with it. Like it really, really helps understanding where some of the issues are. So we're working on this new way that we're integrating with hosts and in and by itself, like it actually doesn't make it simpler. I think the onboarding is going to be a little bit more logical because you go and set up your host first and then you start building out your pipeline. But, and I mean, that's been tricking us because we've been working on it for months now and it hasn't really improved anything. And I mean, it's not even released, but even when we release it soon, like it's still, it's not much of an improvement. The It's an improvement in the underlying platform because it allows us to much more quickly uh, build a lot of improvements. So like a simple thing we talked about today was like once you've connected to DigitalOcean and you've created three different environments, your production, staging, development environment, and you've told us which branches, uh, Git branches um, maps to those environments, you like there's no reason why we couldn't populate your pipeline with you know three different deployment steps to each of these uh, environments and like that's something we're going to be able to build so fast like in less than a day once this is out and it's going to 
have a huge impact on onboarding. Um, we're going to be able to kind of like add documentation for each of the hosting providers within like the onboarding experience. We like one of the things we talked about is like we want people to have some quick wins when they start using branch because pushing that big yellow or sorry, pushing that big purple deployment button inside of branch is kind of scary. Like what if it breaks something? So we want people to have like a successful experience before that. Um, so one feature we want to build is like an SSH connection checker. So like once you've added your digital ocean credentials, like we'll have the next step in the onboarding would be for us to try to actually connect with SSH just to see if the connection is successful. And you know, that's like a little quick when where you're like, Oh, awesome, it worked, like it can actually connect to my, my server, and probably makes you more confident, like actually running the deployment once you get to it. Um, so that's something that, um, that I think will be a huge improvement. Another kind of like realization I had, and there's kind of like an interesting experience I had uh, yesterday I was playing around with a tool called Terraform, which is uh, a tool for doing in, uh, infrastructure as code. And I wanted to just play around with it um, to see if it's something we could use um, at Branch to orchestrate some of the stuff we do on, on Google Cloud. And the like, I knew what Terraform, like I knew the problem that Terraform solved, but I have no experience with terraform or any tool like that so i really felt like the dog in the meme that's like i have no idea what i'm doing uh slamming the keyboard and so kind of like i i knew in my mind i need something like terraform and then finally decided to like tr just try to like install it or and sign up for their cloud um for a cloud account and just just to like click around and see. And then it kind of like just occurred to me that that's very aspirational. Like I knew we should be using something like Terraform. And I realized that a lot of WordPress developers know that they should be using something like Branch, but maybe they don't really understand exactly what it is a tool like Branch does. So they want to sign up and just click around a bit and just be completely intimidated like I was when I signed up for Terraform. So I think that was a really good learning experience for me to basically feel the same way that I think a lot of people end up feeling when they sign up for branch. And it's something that's definitely worth reflecting on um, when we think about onboarding and yeah, just ways that we can make branch more accessible and less scary for people to start using and simpler. Um, yeah. So right now the plan is just to keep talking to people. I still, I still have a few meetings scheduled and, and the number one thing on the product side is finishing this hosts integration. And we're almost there. Uh, we we kind of like we s sat on Tuple this morning and and mapped out the the f few quirks that were still missing and some onboarding flows and stuff like that. And now basically the thing that's missing is implementing all the the uh, flows for the different hosting companies. Um, but we didn't want to start doing that before the platform was 100% finished so we wouldn't have to refactor all that. And then this is a like this has a big like effect on our guides. Like a lot of them will be out of date 
when this is released and also the hosting companies that have documentation on their end like we want to give them a little notice um so the plan is to like record a screencast that shows this just like kind of like an internal thing that we'll send to them and partners just so they they have a chance to like catch up and and send them like make it easy for them to update their own documentation by sending maybe some text they can just you know or just copy that text and screenshots and stuff like that um and then obviously refactoring or redoing some of our guides so they're up to date of course with this new stuff um yeah really 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 excited to get this out it's gonna have a huge impact on how how we can keep improving branch because um it basically takes a lot of the stuff that we previously had to build as like core product code and makes it something where we can you know for um, partners like wp engine we can make you put a lot of effort into really well crafted integrations but for other hosts like we can just you know whip up a quick mvp um, and it's completely separate like it doesn't use any of the same code but it's kind of like running on the same platform and that's going to be really nice um yeah with all this stuff with interviews product feedback some of the product realizations i've had um i really felt like i needed a place to kind of like dump all my ideas and i know that it's been fashionable to kill your backlog um i sort of like backlogs like it stresses me out when i don't have a a place to like drop bugs and stuff when i've discovered them um but i i didn't want a place just for bugs like I, I wanted a place for ideas um so i came up with a thing in notion that i called our idea stack and the idea is sorry <laughs> the idea is it's it's basically a kanban board and then it has three columns one for uh, features one for content and one for business ideas and then each of the cards in each column has a type which is just something that i used to like sort them and stuff like that uh, scan through them but then i kind of borrowed a concept from scrum <laughs> and agile of story points so they each have uh a, 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 like i use a point system to basically um estimate how long they take and it they go from one is like half a day two is one day and then up to 30 which is a three to six week sprint kind of um, shape up uh, cycle and so so the, the the important thing about and the reason why it's a stack is because it's ranked so the top card in each column is theoretically the most important thing to work on next it's like the highest leverage idea <laughs> to work on so i look at the idea and like how big would this be right now and but also keep in my mind like how big of a project is this so like something might be a really good idea but if it takes three weeks something else that maybe a slightly less good idea but takes a day might end up higher in the stack um i don't know if this is the best solution yet but so far, I really like the idea of it. Um, so we're trying it now for a bit. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to know if if people have done anything similar. You can 
you can add me and on Twitter and, and tell me about it. Um, the thing that it, I mean, it obviously reminds me of and something I think about, like, if it's something we should have is like a place for uh, users to upvote feature ideas. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm worrying that that will kind of like get out of hand quickly, but it could be interesting. I think the problem there is like, it's hard to, some of these ideas are like, it's hard to really communicate the vision for them without showing it, showing it. And it's like, people might not understand like <laughs> where I'm getting at with some of these ideas. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's like the old saying of like, you people want a better horse, like not a car, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I should trust my users more. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's something I'm considering if we should have some sort of like feature upvoting board. Um, but for now, we have an internal place where we can drop our ideas and, and rank them, which it makes it, it, it gives us a nice overview of like what something like high leverage that we could pick next. And like the reason I wanted this is because I, I want to be really agile right now. Like when I'm, you know, doing a lot of interviews and feel a, a little bit of momentum again, like I, I want to make sure that it just, it doesn't end up as like, I try to plan like the next six weeks and then that's just, we're going to go execute on that. Like I want on a, almost a day-to-day -day basis to be able to go in and be like, okay, like what's something that could really move the business forward that I could do right now or that Bjorn could do. And yeah, the idea stack feels like something that could potentially help with that. Um, yeah, I think that's my update and it's like almost as long as a normal update. <laughs> maybe because um, I never really allow Matt to inter interrupt me much. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I I hope uh, that you enjoyed listening to my, my solo update, but I'll assure you that Matt will be back soon. And yeah, I guess we can give him some a little bit of extra time next week maybe. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for listening. And remember to nominate Out of Beta for the SAS Podcast Awards. Um, a lot of you are listening to Art of Product as well, and they will be nominated for sure. So don't worry about them. Uh, they'll be fine. Nominate Out of Beta. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you all. And uh, take care and talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.